BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm really excited about this episode today. I'm talking to my girl, Elizabeth from Sweats in the City. She is amazing, beautiful, so smart. And she's opening up to us about her breakup, which is really amazing and brave and incredible. And, you know, breakups, I feel like have been a hot topic on the podcast recently. I went through one. Now I'm talking about Elizabeth's breakup with her. And I think that it's normal. And I hope that people are feeling more comfortable talking about their own breakups, whether it be in the past or, you know, present, future. Today, I'm just going to keep it brief before I get into the episode with Elizabeth. Someone said they'd be so interested in hearing a twin flame versus soulmate episode. So I, I Googled this and it and it basically says... What's the difference between soulmates and twin flames? While some people believe that they only have one soulmate, others believe you can have more than one soulmate. And that person who is meant to be your other half is actually referred to as a twin flame. So soulmate, a soulmate is someone who you have a significant connection with. This can be a friend, lover, or family member. Essentially, it is anyone you feel bonded to. A soulmate will help you grow in life and will help you evolve and grow into your true self. Twin flames. A twin flame shares many similarities with a soulmate. A twin flame can also be your soulmate, but to a more extreme level. According to the blah, 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 Twin flames derive from the same soul and are separated in two when they are created. Oftentimes, people believe two twin flames are halves that make up one whole. However, upon splitting, they become their own soul. So essentially, you can have many soulmates and soulmates are there to teach you life lessons. But it is thought that after you've learned the lesson that one particular soulmate was meant to teach you, your relationship with them has run its course. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but... It sounds like twin flame is the person you should end up with and soulmates help you get there along the way. I'm not entirely sure. I I don't know. I'd almost rather be with a soulmate. Like I don't want someone who's the same as me. But I think everyone's different in that way. And someone said to talk about not seeing someone for a week when first dating. And if that's a red flag, I would say it's a red flag for me. Uh, Like if we're both in the same city and we don't see each other for a whole week, it just like puts a weird vibe 
around us. Like I remember in my last relationship, sometimes we would only be able to to see each other for like one night a week, which looking back, like isn't that great. But like we were both very independent. But when we'd get to the weekend and I was like, and I had felt that we had only seen each other once that week, I'd been like, oh, just like it's hard for me to get back into you. You know what I mean? Because you didn't spend like real time together that week. And so I think that that can definitely have an effect. And um, that's pretty much all I'm going to say today. I really want you to enjoy the episode. I don't want to take too much away from it. I wish I had a funny dating experience to tell you about, but I was with my parents this past weekend. I did go to a strip club though, which was hysterical. And um, I like thought I'd be so cool. Like, oh, cool guy. Like, I'll get a dance. Like, I'm sick. And I went and I got a dance and I was such a little bitch about it. And like, so nerdy and awkward. And I didn't know what to do. I like didn't know what to do with my hands. And... I didn't know if I should touch them or like kiss them. I have no, I had no idea what to do. I got to dance by two beautiful women. And midway, I was just like, listen, like you guys are awesome. Also, it's like, it's really funny because you're, you don't know what to say. So I was talking to them like, so like, how long have you lived in Miami? And they were like, so how long are you in town? While like they're rubbing their boobs in my face. Um, just a little awkward for my for my taste. I'm not cool enough to get a dance at a strip club and truly appreciate it. Although I did find it very empowering that these women are just like crushing it and can get guys to spend insane sums of money because their bodies are so powerful. And it made me feel like, oh my God, women are so amazing. But I did stop the dance early. I was like, you know what? Like, you guys are amazing. But my my guy friends, I went with three of my straight male friends. I was like, you know, my guy friends are going to appreciate this much more. They're definitely going to have a lot more to give you. Um, so let me bring you to them. And they were really cool about it. But I think the bottom line moral of the story is I'm not cool enough to go to a strip club and enjoy it. And if you are, that's awesome. Um, but I think it did, it did like, it was very much eye opening. Like I realized how normal this was for guys. And then I started to think like, if I were a guy, would I be like someone who enjoys strip clubs? Would I be someone who enjoys happy endings? Would I be someone who doesn't enjoy any of that? Um, that's some food for thought. So if you're a girl listening, why don't you think about if you would be into any of those things? If you were a man, just a thought. Um, Okay, enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening to my beginning little part. And I hope you enjoy Elizabeth as much as I do. Also, I want to tell you about my friend's book. I mentioned it in the last episode and she was actually featured in the last episode. But my friend Ariana, she's very cool, very fun. She's like, she just gets it. She's like, you know, she's my girl. Um, and Ariana wrote a book and illustrated a book. And that's the coolest part because she she's an illustrator. She's a cartoonist. She knows how to draw and she has her own draw, like her own character and characters. And she's so good at it. And similar to me, Ariana is like, she's a relationship obsessed She's a fashion girl. I'm not a fashion girl, but she's a fashion girl. She used to work in fashion. 
And Ariana, she began doodling like on the floor of her studio apartment years ago. And that's how she created But Like Maybe. She never thought that it would become as big of a sensation as it has, but it is blowing up. Everyone knows her account. And so this book, it offers like a hilarious, hopeful guide to stop chasing guys and start reading, start loving on you and yourself, which is the message that I hope that I that I send you guys all the time. And it's inspired by all the ways Ariana has gone wrong in her search for love. From planning matching outfits with her high school boyfriend without his knowledge, to following a crush on his like by Venmo, which we've talked about all the time. It's so necessary as a millennial, as a Gen Z, as however old you are, this is the book that will help you help guide you in the dating world, especially in your 20s. It's it's so helpful. Um, and you can find the book. It's called But Like Maybe Don't, which is really funny. I like to say, but like maybe don't. Um, and it's by Ariana Margulis, my amazing friend. And it's available now wherever books are sold. So check out, but like maybe don't anywhere that you can find books. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be back with Elizabeth from Sweats in the City. Yay. Thanks for having me back on. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for coming. Well, the people wanted, the people requested (laughs) it and I guess the people get it. The people have spoken. Um, Even though we had you already on the podcast, we're just going to do a refresher for background. So where are you from and how old are you? So I'm from East Lansing, Michigan, small town, and I am 27 years old. And what is the deal with the like having people call you Elizabeth as opposed to like Liz or Lizzie or like (laughs) Eliza? It's interesting you ask. No one ever knows what to call me, which I Mm -hmm. think is really weird. Maybe like I'm not actually an Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, A lot of my friends call me Eliz or Eliz, Mm. which I always thought was like a normal nickname for Elizabeth. Turns out it's not. (laughs) Everyone always sees it and they're like, so how do you say that? Uh Or they want to call me Eliza. Right. Honestly, I go by whatever. I don't love Lizzie though. Yeah. That's the only thing. Do you like Liz? Liz is fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people that don't really know me tend to call me that. You know what I mean? Like they just assume that like an Elizabeth would go by Liz. That's like me and Lynn's. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. my own fault because my my Instagram I was going to say, like I totally Lynn's have you in my and, phone as Lynn's. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But, but I love it. Like, it's not like I'm offended by it. Yes. You know, but it's like, I don't know. Like, what do your best friends call you? A Liz. Mm-hmm. I think. That's cute. Yeah. That's or really Eliz. I guess like my friends from home call Eliz me Eliz. is funny. I think it's more like Michigan accent. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So what... Um, is your current relationship status? So I'm currently single, okay. which is new as of end of last year, but like very different situation from the last time I was on the podcast. So yes, definitely. I feel like, I, was I in a relationship when I had you guys on? I no, don't no, you were single, but you had yeah. gotten in one like right after the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, what's, I guess first, like we'll start with what has it been like being single and then we'll get into like, you know, why you decided. Yes. Okay, perfect. So being single has been interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I waited several months after going through my breakup to start going on dates. And I got on several apps right away. Um, And it's been interesting. I mean, I think it's at first super uncomfortable. And and I think it's almost like interviewing where it's a skill set that you kind of build over time and you get more comfortable and you know how to handle different kinds of situations that are thrown your way. Um, 
So yeah, I've just really been kind of like trying to explore the dating scene in New York yeah. and meet new people and, you know, take what I learned from my last relationship into the dating scene and, and try to apply those things. Would you agree that like now being back in the dating world, like you kind of know within like five minutes if you like someone when you're on a date or not? I think so. I yeah. mean, I don't think it should ever feel forced. I think you should always feel excited to go on a date a first date, a second date, like, you know, the feeling when you're kind of dreading a date at the end of the day, that mm. just should never be the case in my opinion. Right. Um, and it says something about maybe even if it was just your connection on, on an app with a guy, um, clearly something wasn't there. And I just feel like having come out of a relationship, um, where maybe something like that was a theme, I'm mm -hmm. now like super careful about it. I want to make sure that I'm like all in and obviously you don't know right away, but you want right. to have those initial feelings. What do you mean by something like that was a theme? I just feel like there was something about my relationship that I could never put my finger on and maybe I still can't that was missing. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'll probably get more into that later. But like it it definitely was a theme in our breakup. And and I just feel like we have these gut instincts about people in our lives yeah. and and whether or not they're your best friend and you get along amazingly, like you have to kind of listen to those things. Yeah. And it applies to like lighter situations like, you know, first date or something like that, too. But it's obviously on a different scale. Yeah, I agree. So going back to your relationship and like, you know, whatever you thought was missing. So obviously, I just got out of a relationship as well. Yes, so we were, we're very in sync. We're very <laughs> in sync. It's crazy that we planned this. I know. I love that for us. <laughs> um, but for me, and I haven't really talked too much in depth about it, but it, it was more or less like it was a gut feeling and mm. it wasn't like there was one like straw that broke the camel's back as much as it was just like these feelings kind of accumulating yes. and and just certain things I don't know like for someone listening and I'm happy to weigh in on this too but like how do you know it's time to move on from someone this is hard because I feel like I might have known for longer than I realized um for me, though, it really came to a head when like bigger life decisions were having to be made. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of forces it out of you. And I talked with you about this a little yeah. bit, I think. Um, without going into too much detail, we were apartment hunting and mm -hmm. we had already lived together. Right. Um, but we were looking for a new place because I moved into his. And so it was, you know, that just kind of creates its own dynamic. Um And there was something about it that kind of like lit something inside of me that was like question marks. Mm. Um, maybe it was just the fact that like it was going to be another level of commitment to actually sign a lease together versus like moving into his place. Um, but something like that is it really brought those feelings out for me where I was like, I need to take some space and look at this relationship from maybe a different lens. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We were about to move in together for the first time. And I it's not that I wasn't excited about it, but mm -hmm. it it just brought up all these feelings. Yeah. And I feel like it's so interesting because it's always like a milestone that makes you or or like a new thing that you have to do that's intense, whether it's like getting engaged or moving in together totally. or like even Valentine's Day. I remember I broke up with an ex on Valentine's Day once and everyone was like, wow, you're like, you're insane. <laughs> like, why? Like, why would you do that? And I remember thinking like, because I woke up and I was like, I'm not excited yes. about celebrating this this day with this person. Totally. So it's almost like those 
make it easy. Like those times make it easier for you to like, I guess, shit or get off the pot. hundred percent. I think it's like we get into these patterns of kind of coasting along because we're comfortable and we're happy. And, Mm -hmm. and especially in our cases, it wasn't like any kind of blowout breakup where like someone cheated or Mm -hmm. like you ended up really upset with the person. Um, so it's easy to kind of coast and be in that comfortable state until something like a holiday or a trip or a move or an engagement, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, kind of stirs the pot and makes you look at things differently. Yeah. And then like, obviously your ex knew about your platform, Sweats in the City, which is killing it, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Um, when you broke up, was there any conversation that was like, Eliz, whatever he called you, (laughs) please don't like talk about what happened on your platform or is that the kind of thing that you just like it's kind of assumed like of course you do have to share parts of your life yeah that's a good question I mean he never said anything about it he's a fairly private person but he was always very respectful of my job and and how I managed to share things about my life obviously none of those things really involved him prior to this Mm -hmm. because things were great and people were aware that he was my boyfriend I mean he had somewhat of a presence on it um so we haven't really spoken about that but hopefully he trusts that like you know I I still think of him as an amazing person and and I would never bash what we had or anything like that it's just kind of me now addressing clearly what has been a big life change that a lot of people have picked up on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've taken a, I've taken some time to, I've waited to kind of address it because I didn't want to do it when it was fresh or, you know, when both sides, both parties had kind of like more feelings involved in the Mm -hmm. matter. Um, So I kind of waited for it to simmer, but yeah, hopefully, you know, I'm managing it in a way that he thinks is appropriate. I'm sure you are. (laughs) I, I did the same thing. Like I waited a couple of weeks and then I I released a podcast where I was like, you know, we broke up and and like I'm okay and all this stuff. Yeah. And I felt like I spoke about him really respectfully. You did. I listened. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but then I I met up with him for like a closure conversation, which I talk about um on yes. a few weeks ago's episode. And he was like, a heads up would have been nice. Oh. And I was like, oh no, but it wasn't in like, there wasn't drama. We weren't fighting, but he was like, he was like a heads up would have been nice, but like, obviously everything that you said was really sweet and whatever. But I'm thinking to myself, like, is a heads up necessary? You know, it's like, obviously, obviously we're not celebrities, but like if there were a celebrity, would a celebrity have to give their ex a heads up every time someone asks them an interview question about what, you know what I'm saying? It's the same type of thing. It's like, you know, we have this platform where we talk to people. Right. Am I supposed to be like, by the way, on this podcast where I talk about relationships, I'm going to talk about my relationship. Right. You know, it's like, duh. I I also feel like yours is so relationship based that it would be even weirder to not address it. Would it would be so weird. Like and what's weirder? Weird. Pretending yeah. that you're still in the relationship or right. addressing that it ended, but doing it in a very appropriate way. Right. And I felt weird. And like I went out to Acme at one point, like before I had addressed it publicly. And mm-hmm. I felt like, oh my God, like if someone sees me like grinding with a guy, not that I was ever right. doing that. But like, but like they're going to be think that I'm like like just gross. Yes. And like, like where's your boyfriend? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I'm, I'm so laughing at the idea component. of grinding at Acme. <laughs> Me too, it's like, too much. does that? <laughs> um, but it's funny. So we actually ran into each other, Which you and I. is so amazing. At Acme, <laughs> like a few weeks after both of our situations. Yeah. And it was so funny. 
hilarious. I, I'm glad we did because it's really yeah. how we kind of like got talking about, totally. about all of these things. I actually went this past weekend and it was really fun. The music was I amazing. Been it was on point. I also went to Soho Grand, which is really fun. I've never been there either. You should definitely check it out. But the music is like is no word music. It's oh, like I like mm-ts. that. Oh, you do? <laughs> well, kind of. I don't know. Really? It can't be too aggressive, but like just a little background music. But it's like, how do you dance to that? True. I guess I like a lyric. If you just bop to it. Yeah. You know? It's less dancing. Yeah, totally. So now that we are both single and we are recently out of relationships, what do you feel like is the appropriate amount of talking to an ex like after you're broken up and what's like inappropriate? Mm, It's hard to say. I think it really depends on the relationship, not to keep this like too vague, but Mm -hmm. for mine, it, well, first we went on a break. So that was no talking in my opinion on a break. The lines were a little bit blurred on that. Um, you went on a break before you broke up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then we've obviously then decided to break up. We broke up. And I personally think it's hard to move forward when someone is still talking to you, especially if they are speaking to you kind of like as they used to. Mm. Like we're not just talking for like formalities or like me getting my stuff from your place or whatever. Right. Like if if it gets switched over to how you used to speak to each other, that's when it can get confusing. Yeah. And I think it's generally more of like a one-sided thing. I mean, if you guys are both into it, then like, what are you doing breaking up? Right. I guess. I don't know if that really Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I feel like it's, it's just not helpful. Like the formalities, yeah. you do have to talk about that. You do have to get your stuff from each other's right. place. Um, You know, like if, if it's their birthday, like it was just my ex's birthday, of course I reached out. Yeah. I said happy birthday. Like I'm not a sociopath. Right. But other than that, I feel like it's like, what are you doing? Like you need to, you need to like let your, like both of you heal from this. Totally. And I think it can be counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also hard to tell someone, like it was different when my ex prior to the most recent and I broke up because he had cheated on me. And so it was like a very different mm-hmm. dynamic of yeah. like, hatred. Right. Um, so it was like, don't talk to me. But with this past breakup, it was very amicable. And so it was hard to set really strict boundaries right. when it was like, you know, he kind of felt like he didn't deserve that like treatment. Right. Um, so it definitely makes it harder to tell someone not to talk to you. But there does come a point when that conversation needs to be had if the person won't stop. Yeah. Agreed. Also, I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I'm loving Sakara again. I mean, I always was loving Sakara, but I I took a break. I was like, we'll see how I feel. And now I'm back eating the Sakara menu, which is so incredible. If you don't already know about Sakara, it's a plant-based, organic, ready-to-eat meals that are made with really, really good ingredients that are designed to boost your energy, improve digestion and get your skin glowing. They deliver fresh anywhere in the US and along with their delicious meals, they also have daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. So to boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain and fatigue. This is the best powder. I I never have used a powder before, but it really, it just boosts your metabolism. You wake up with a flat stomach. Like I'm not kidding. 
it's not a coincidence that Vogue and Goop and the New York Times and and all of these amazing publications have written about Sakara. I'm telling you, I personally had a great day of Sakara yesterday. I had their granola with their blue. It's like a blue vegan milk. It's so good in the morning. And then I had a bolognese for lunch and I had a really yummy flatbread for dinner. It was like ricotta. Oh my God, it was so good. And then I had their beauty chocolate for dessert, which has collagen in it and it's delish. So right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash Acme and you enter code Acme at checkout. It's A-C-M-E. So go to sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash Acme and get 20% off your first order. That's sakara.com slash Acme. Check it out. DM me. I'll tell you all about it. Hi there. I'm Lauren McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. You mentioned the break that you went on before you broke up. Yeah. We've talked about breaks a lot on the podcast. My mind, I feel like it's changing about them. I used to think, oh, a break's good. You know, mm. it's like gives you space. Realize You realize how much you like someone. Yeah. Now being on the other side of it, I'm like, a break is not good. Like if you have to go on a break with someone, right. that is potentially a red flag. Whether it's like your own fault, whether it's their fault. Yeah. Like needing that time, it just, it can be foreshadowing. And and like looking back, I had gone on a break with my ex, but then we kept going. And I'm like, maybe that break was more telling than I wanted to realize. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of mixed reviews on breaks, especially from my girlfriends. Everyone has a strong opinion. Mm. Um, This was the first time I've ever taken a break, I think, especially having like lived with someone and taking a break. It's definitely different because, you know, you're moving out essentially. Um, Right. Did you live somewhere else on the break? Yeah. So we were actually looking for apartments at the time and we were in a temporary apartment together. Um, So I moved out of the temporary and into my own temporary So it was kind of a different scenario. Like it wasn't like I was moving out of our home. The whole thing was kind of weird. Um, However, I will say that like, and granted, we didn't go on a break and then get back together. So I think it was foreshadowing. Um, But I thought it was really helpful because it allowed me to take a step outside of our relationship and see everything from a different lens and like look at the dynamics and look at like the potential codependencies and how we were treating each other and be like, whoa, something's not right here. And like something about being on my own right now feels right. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was me being scared of a full breakup. But when I went into it, my intention wasn't necessarily for things to fully end. It was like the perspective that I was given by being alone that allowed me to then make that decision. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. So, So I guess breaks are good for perspective purposes. Yes. But if you need to get perspective on your relationship. Right. It says it's something. Probably. Yeah. It's revealing. I worry about a break that then turns into getting back together. Yeah. Because that was my situation. And then I'm not sure that we were necessarily happy after we got back together. Right. And and I think also a break can 
create weirdness. It's like, especially if, you know, generally a break isn't initiated equally by both parties. So mm-hmm. someone's going to feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to kind of shake that, I would imagine. Definitely. And it's just like, if you go on a break and get back together, it's like, did I just miss you because we've been together? Yes. I think so, that's a yeah. really interesting dynamic with breakups, with breaks, all the things. It's like, it becomes hard to differentiate. Am I missing like the comfort of having my person? Right. Um, or am I missing, you know... It, like it, who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's where it's really good to take quite a bit of time on your own and really feel out like, is it them that I'm missing or am I just sad to be alone? Yeah. And you guys were in a relationship for four years? Yeah, about mm-hmm. three and a half, four. Do you agree with... Someone told me recently that like when we when we have a long relationship and we get out of it and like we know ourselves we usually go for an opposite person afterwards. Do you think that that's true? I was actually talking with my friends. Both their parents are divorced and the the people they're now with are the opposite of their parent. It's really interesting you say that because I had dinner with a group of girls last night and two people at the table told me, you need to date someone who is like completely not your quote unquote type mm. or like your ex. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be a thing. I mean, I do think that we tend to go for opposites in terms of like, like the major qualities that stuck out about the person. Um, Me specifically, I don't really think I have a type. So I wasn't as worried about that entering into a new dating scene or relationship or whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, I think the advice that I've been given has been consistently go for an opposite. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Have you experienced that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the dates that I've been on that they were similar, I've been like, no, you know, and the dates where it's such a difference, I'm like more intrigued and interested. Yes. I actually had a similar scenario where I went on a date with someone who reminded me a lot of him physically and like just from a personality and especially from a social media standpoint. I don't know. What do you mean? That sounds weird. It's hard to explain (laughs) because my ex like isn't really on social media. So what does that mean? It's hard to explain. Um, just having like more of a presence than I would be used to with a guy. Um, they both kind of did. And I was like, this is interesting. This reminds me of somebody. Right. Um, Your ex had a big social media presence. I mean, not big, but he like stories quite a bit mm-hmm. and, um, you know, shows off what he's up to. How do you feel about someone who does that? And not like your ex specifically, but just like guys who, who story a lot or, or post a lot. I think I'm now more intrigued by someone who doesn't. Um, Maybe it's that like opposite effect in place. Um, Or maybe it's just that I'm now realizing that I don't, since so so much of my job involves social media, maybe I'm more interested in someone who doesn't kind of have that viewpoint. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I went on a date with someone who doesn't have Instagram. I love that. And I've never been more intrigued. Yes. I'm like, like, what are you up to? "Mm -hmm." Like how, (laughs) like, how are you existing through this world? I'm I'm so, I'm so curious. (laughs) Right. So do you believe, and this is like a hot topic because I feel like we've touched a little bit on the podcast. I'm, I'm probably a serial monogamous. Like I, I don't even know what that means, but I'm just assuming that's me. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. someone who likes to be in a relationship totally, and is in relationships more than they're single. I'm assuming that's the, the meaning. Um, so let's say that like 
you know, I were to meet someone or you were to meet someone that you genuinely enjoyed, at what point is that person not considered a rebound? And I don't even mean by you, but like by the general public. Not that's, that we care what they think. That's interesting. I think that in my mind, I view a rebound as strictly just you trying to get over someone and distract yourself. And like, I, I see the feelings kind of ending there. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as as there's like romantic feelings involved and maybe you want some to have something with them longer term, then it's no longer a rebound. Yeah. I picture a rebound is almost being like friends with benefits type right, of thing. Right. Like a rebound is like you the know? first person you sleep with and then like you move on from yeah, them Yeah. But like, is there really such thing as a rebound? Like, doesn't the first person kind of like sometimes make you want to go running back to your ex? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. If it, can, if it, can it is opposite, a rebound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, so maybe when you no longer want to run back to what's comfortable, mm-hmm. it's not a rebound. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. So now that you're dating again, I don't know how close you are with your fam, but are you telling, like, my parents are like, so, like, (laughs) are you going out with anyone? Like, what's their name? Like, they're just so extra about it. And I just don't feel like I can tell them anyone's name because, like, unless it's, like, an official thing. Like, I don't want, I don't want them to get excited over someone or not excited over someone or just, like, to get attached to anything before before I am? Like, how much do you share with totally. your fam? Um, so my parents and family have the tendency to get very attached to the people that I date also. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was my my breakup recently was hard on them, um, which was a little hard for me to handle because it was like, got it. Like, right. <laughs> I'm so also mourning. You. Yeah. Um, love them for their closeness with my significant others. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh so I haven't told them too much. I mean, I talked to my sister about it more than my parents just because she's my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, more like just stories of dates and things like that, but nothing too serious and until it's really serious just because I don't want it to overshadow anyone like when I do meet the right person. You know what I mean? Like I don't want them thinking like, oh, she's just falling in love with everybody. Right. Is your sister older or younger? She's five years older. Mm-hmm. So does she give you good advice when it comes to this stuff? Is she in a relationship herself? She's married. She has great advice and she's very um, straightforward. Like mm-hmm. she's never going to bullshit me. Um, oh, by the way, um, Elizabeth is a Leo. Yes. First, in case anyone didn't <laughs> listen to the first episode, what is your sister's birthday? She is a Taurus mm. and she's such a Taurus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like just no nonsense, mm-hmm. sturdy. Um, very reliable advice. And yeah, I can always count on her to shoot me straight. Totally. (laughs) If she's listening. Yeah. It's very true. So speaking of um, telling your family things, I have a funny story for you that I almost told you before we started recording, but I needed to hear your reaction. (laughs) Um, So I am similar to you. Like, I don't want to tell my parents. I don't want them to get too excited. I'm you know, I'm, I'm protective. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's someone I went on like a few dates with and I made the really horrible mistake of mentioning something to my mom. I was like, you know, I'm not going to tell my sister. I'm not going to tell my dad. I'm going to mention it to my mom because it's like my mom. Like we have this, like, you know, like she'll keep it, she'll keep it chill. She'll keep it low key. All I told her was a name and no next thing I know, 
she accidentally requests him on Facebook. Stop <laughs> it right now. I swear on my life. He sent me the screenshot. What are the chances? Lisa Pachter Metzler has requested no. to be your friend. Did she know? She, did she know that she did that? She like canceled it right away. <laughs> and then when the second he told me, I called her and I was like, do you have something to tell me? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, um, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, you requested this guy that I've been on like a date with <laughs> on Facebook. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm more, like, I'm dead. I'm dead. And I'm like, what do you mean you're dead? Like, how do you not know you do <laughs> something like, like this? I'm actually the dead one. Yeah. Like, this is why moms cannot be on they, social media. They can't have the information. It's just, it's, no. it's not okay. I mean, luckily he was really cool about it. I have to tell you, this is not the first time this has happened to me. No. She's done it before. <laughs> like years ago. Oh, she did. And it's always a guy. Yeah. And it's always a guy that like I'm not like anything with. Oh, you know? No. Like I like casually mention it to her and she requests them. On Facebook. On Facebook. And they see it. And it's I, like, there's no way of playing it cool after that and being like, oh yeah, you know, like I don't have feelings for you yeah, yet. Yeah, like, like definitely didn't on. tell my mom about you. Yeah, like, oh. Um, so lesson learned, we can't tell our moms. No, we can never tell our loose moms. fingers. Yeah, just not, <laughs> not okay. That is not what I was expecting you to tell me. No, it it's was, amazing. it was mortifying. So just like a timely subject, I, I think this episode, I, mean, I know for a fact this episode is coming out after Valentine's Day, but yes. um, what do you think in terms of like celebrating Valentine's Day when you've only been on like a few dates with someone? How do you feel about that? So I think it's an interesting dynamic because if you've been on several dates, Valentine's Day can kind of like solidify things a little bit further. But I also feel like it doesn't have to be taken that seriously. Like yeah. it's a Friday this year. You could be very well just going to dinner with someone that day anyway. But also if you're kind of seeing someone and they don't ask you to do something on Valentine's Day, I would kind of be like, what are they up to? Right. Like what, this is a red flag. Um, By the way, someone has just decided to vacuum right outside the door. <laughs> so if you hear that, I'm so sorry. Always getting clean. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it, guys. Nothing <laughs> to see here. Um, so I don't know. I, To be honest, I'm so new to that. I don't. Mm -hmm. I would be curious to hear your thoughts because I have had a boyfriend for the last four years on right, Valentine's right. Day. So it's different. I think it's a red flag if they don't address it. Like yes. they don't have to go balls to the wall, but like address it. Right. Maybe get flowers and chocolates if you can. Um, something to something. acknowledge. Something like a nice dinner is yeah. nice. My friend is dating someone who he is going to uh, Mexico for the for the long weekend, and so he surprised her last night with like a really cute decorated like table at his place. They ordered sushi. I love that. Just like so cute, you know. Yes, some gesture. It doesn't have to be insane. It doesn't right. have to be like your boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. Um. But I agree. I think um, it's a telling time for mm -hmm. whatever form your relationship is in. Yeah. So Dale, hi Dale, by the way. Hey hopefully, Dale. Hopefully you're listening. <laughs> um, Dale has a boyfriend that she's had for a while now. Yes. Nick. We love him. We love him. Um, do you feel like it's important for whoever you choose to get along with Nick? Because you and Dale are so close. You have this business together. Like, is it important to you to have like that synergy, that double date vibe? Totally. I mean, I would love to have that. Lucky for me, Nick is amazing and so easy to go along with. So I don't think it would be hard for me to find someone that he would like. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in an ideal world, 
we would be able to double date and like, you know, have a long term double couple relationship situation. Did he get along with your ex? I, I like I just feel like they're so different, but I don't I don't know. They are so different. But yes, they definitely got along. Mm-hmm. I think that they had enough in common. Um, and just personality wise, like they're both very social, chatty people. Um, yeah. Love it. <laughs> so we're going to go through some of the polls. My Ooh, favorite activity. I love the polls. And we'll do some rapid fire. I feel like I haven't posted that many polls recently. Okay. Can you send a kiss emoji before official? Yes. Really? What, what, what was context? the percentage? Well, 80% said yes. Oh. So like you're in the in the majority, but like in what context? Like good night kiss? No, I wouldn't do good night or like good morning kiss. It would be mm. more like a lighthearted joking. Like if, if he gave me a compliment or like if we were joking about something and I said like, thanks with a kissy face. Like, right, you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lighter way to do it. Yeah. I wouldn't send a heart. Agreed. Like a heart is, is official. Like that means I love you. I actually just thought it's fully. I actually just and same with like a heart eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's too. That's so too different. Intense. Um, but I actually thought of another question. How often do you feel like you should be texting with someone that like you've gone on like a couple good dates with? Interesting, because everyone's texting style is so different, mm-hmm. and it can take a little while to get used to how someone texts. Um, but I feel like if you're serious about them, you should be communicating every day doesn't have to be like a full, what are you up to play by play? But like, you know, we have a lot of different ways to communicate. It can be DMs. It can be whatever. Agreed. You broke up with your ex a year ago and you started seeing a new person you really like about a month ago. But as things get more serious, you keep thinking about your ex. Normal? Okay. So I voted not normal for this and I know I was in the minority, mm-hmm. right? I just feel like after a year, if you're still thinking about an ex it can mean that you haven't fully healed from however that ended, or it could mean that you're not that into the person that you're with. I agree with you, but I do think the one reason I would say yes is because it's just another, like, it's just a relationship. So you're, all you have to compare is like the last relationship that you were in. Yeah. So I think it's like, even if you don't care about your ex, you're still like, oh, like so interesting that, like they, you know, do Shabbat like on rooftops. My <laughs> my ex like did Shabbat in basements, you know, like just like yes. it's like those little things that I like think come thinking to about someone can mean a couple of different things. Like if you're just thinking about it, them in that way, right? Like comparing facts about them versus like longing for a message from them or something like that's very different. Do you think you can genuinely love someone, a friendship type love? Um, of your desired sex or is it not possible and they just and you just don't realize yet that you want more than friendship in my experience um friendships with your desired sex generally one one person is always like secretly in love with the other yeah I think I mean in an ideal world we would be able to have those kinds of friendships but I just feel like someone always ends up being like a little hurt So I actually disagree. And the reason I do is because there are exceptions. I think like most of the time, that's true. We can't generalize. But like if it's your best family friend or like your, like your ex's best friend Mm. or someone that like you actually genuinely, like actually had slept with in the past and it wasn't for you, but like you still love them as a friend. I feel like there are like those 
kind of exceptions. I agree with the exceptions. And especially if it's somebody that you like grew up with kind of like as long as it has formed in sort of like a brotherly type of friendship. Yeah. I think I could see it having slept with them. I don't know. That might change things. But yeah. but again, always an exception. But like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking about two of my guy friends, one of which is best friends with my ex. And like we were close in college and we're still close. And like we talk about like pooping and like all the things, you know, and like yes. it's just very much like a real love friendship. Yeah. But it but it is rare. It is rare. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's see. They ask you out for Saturday night as a first date. Red flag or a sign of maturity? I think a sign of maturity. Me too. It's like I think so that's hot. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you don't need to like I hate people who need who have FOMO. Ugh. Like like that is on guys the, who have FOMO. Yes. Girls who have FOMO is fine because I have so it It's so different when it's guys. But guys who have FOMO of like not going out with their guy friends. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah, like grow the <laughs> fuck up. Which is why Saturday is a great sign because mm. they're giving you a prime slot. A prime slot. If the person you're seeing says they can't do dinner on Valentine's Day and asks you to celebrate on the 13th or the 15th, Ooh. are you the side piece? Yeah. <laughs> if you're in the same place, yeah. If like one of you is going away and that's the only reason so you're celebrating. So different if you're in different places, but like giving you like the 15th slot is hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> More people said no because they are the side bees. <laughs> has your parent ever, oh, we just did this. Has your parent ever requested someone you're dating on Facebook or followed on Insta too soon? Only me. Yeah, <laughs> just you, girl. Do you think that if your significant other is controlling and possessive now that they can eventually change? No. Do you want your significant other to be a little jealous? Um, I'm a little torn on this because I've dated both. I've dated the jealous type, which is over the top and really a turnoff. But I've also dated the type that I wanted him to be a little jealous. That turned out to be a red flag that he wasn't at all because yeah. he was loose. Um, so I think a, a little bit of jealousy is healthy. I agree. We're going to quickly do um, this new game that I just made up. <laughs> so I asked recently for what people think are modern relationship milestones. Like when you do your first triple text or when you like put pimple cream on for your first sleepover together. Yes. Not your first sleep, but like the first time you put pimple yeah, yeah, cream yeah. on. <laughs> what would you say? And like we can go back and forth, but I have a list of them if we can't think of any. Is yeah. a modern relationship milestone. Can we start small? Like, mm -hmm. like this, this doesn't have to be like that it means something huge. But I think going to their apartment yeah. is big. Definitely big. Um, I think obviously sleeping over, mm. having your own toothbrush there. Oh, I forgot about that. That's an interesting concept, mm -hmm. right? Because like I'm not going to not brush my teeth. But right. also it feels kind of aggressive to ask for a toothbrush right away. And if they have an extra toothbrush, it's like, how slick are you? Right. Like this is sketchy. I mean, I don't know. I'm someone who keeps extra toothbrushes on hand because like Me my too. mom sleeps over and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's interesting because like how many times are you going to sleep there and not brush your teeth? Right. You have to. You have to. I remember I was pretty young and I was seeing this guy who was much older and I slept at his place for the first time and he was like, use my toothbrush. <gasps> no. And I was like, what? <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> and I did because I didn't have another choice and I didn't want to smell, but I was like, this is horrifying. Wow. It was not Yeah, cool. I guess that's the alternative if they don't have another, an extra one. So right. we, we would rather they have full supply. Right. Maybe everyone should just like keep toothbrushes, toothbrushes. on hand. Yes. For me, um, my... My modern, what? how did I say it? My modern 
relationship time mark telling your therapist about them. Oh. Which I probably do too soon. I was gonna say, but I tell her basically everything. Everything. So. I'm like, I'm like, I walked by this guy on the street. And like <laughs> you have to know everything. Uh-huh. Um, I agree. And I think I was telling my therapist a lot of dating stuff right away because it was so new. But you're right. I wouldn't just tell her about anybody now because like this is my precious time with you. you know? Yeah, exactly. What about sending a meme? Is that something that you do with people yes. that you date? I love that. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps it light. And I also think it's um a good way to make sure you're on the same humor page. Right. But it is sort of a milestone in that you have to like be following each other. You have to be following each other. Or in my case, if they're not on Instagram. Oh, are you texting You memes? have to <laughs> text a meme or email a meme. Email. Which is crazy. Yeah. It is a good milestone though. Mm-hmm. It means you're like engaging beyond just chatter. Also first Instagram story. Which is like a a bigger one. Oh, huge. Yeah, huge. I mean, are you official at that point or nah? You should be, I think. I think so too. Because otherwise you're sending the message to other people that you've been like seeing or not. Right. That you're no longer Every time I've ever posted an Instagram story with a guy, whether it was like an actual boyfriend or like one of my gays or like like a a guy on the street, Mm -hmm. like people are like, is that your boyfriend? Always gets questions. Yeah. So I feel like it has to be, it has to be like your boyfriend at that point. Agreed. Um, okay, cool. What do you think about the like cryptic stories that people sometimes post like with a guy that they're dating where like you can see the hand at the table? So ridiculous. (laughs) Like, I feel like I, I, I think we are in agreement that like certain bloggers do that. Yes. And it's just like, who do you think you are? Like, we don't care. We're not that intrigued. Right, right, right. You know, like Like, just do it or don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, I'm guilty of that. I posted once with my ex before, like I was ready to post him it was a picture of me like laying on him but his face was cut out I'm dying I'm dead and so much drama so much drama and all the questions, the comments were like who's the mystery man and then I'm like what the fuck am I doing like, yeah, why I was gonna I just say, do that people do it to elicit a response yeah I was like clearly attention seeking um and wanted people to ask yeah and you weren't so, ready you weren't ready for that milestone of tagging him exactly yet. but it's like either go all in or don't post their hand it's just like it's not Agreed. It's stupid. The middle ground is weird. The middle ground is weird. Um, This has been so much fun. I'm so glad Thank we did it. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Do you have a quote? I don't remember your last quote, but I feel like I know that you have a quote because you're always posting such incredible quotes on Sweats in the City. You know, I'm always posting quotes. I'm actually going to pull up the one that I put on my story yesterday because I, love it. I can never just recite them, but I definitely relate to a lot of quotes on social media. The secret of change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. I love that. How very appropriate for this episode. So appropriate. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where Thanks can everyone me. find you and follow you? You can and- find me on at Sweats and the City or at Eliza End, E-L-I-Z-A-E-N-D. Perfect. And people will be anticipating that eventually that story if it ever comes up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, love. If you liked the episode, write us a review on iTunes or check out our website, we met at acme.com for more information. <laughs>